Well, for too long, churches have minimized the importance of pastoral mental health. And in this conversation, we want to unpack 10 tips to help your church make major strides in that area. Let's do this. You're listening to the Reach Right Podcast, the show dedicated to helping your church reach more people and grow. Well, hey guys, I'm Thomas. And I'm Ian. And today we're talking about pastor mental health. Uh, and how it's a big issue, and we're going to be talking about 10 tips that you need to know to address pastoral mental health. So bigger issue, and it's more uh, something that I think people are aware of now than they have been in uh, in my lifetime, at least. Ian, you agree? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely I agree, and uh, I think something that's often overlooked in the uh, grind of ministry or just ministry altogether. Um, so yeah, very important topic. Yeah. I think what brought this up is we saw um, a some stats out of Barna, and I'll let you bring up some of those. Yeah. It's kind of our first tip is just being self-aware of this uh, kind of the mental health crisis, if you want to call right. it that, that pastors are facing. Um, that's kind of the first tip is you need to be Always. aware of it. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I'll let you kind of tackle it. But we saw this stat, and it was pretty jarring to see some of these yeah. uh, these numbers that they found. Uh, they interviewed a bunch of uh, pastors and kind of took a, a pulse of where they're at. But what did they find, yep. Ian? Yeah, and obviously a good source, Barna Group, uh, obviously has done a great job with all this this stuff for years now. So, well, so it's crazy. There's several things that, uh, that were found here. But um, basically, in 2015, only 11% of pastors were at high risk for, for burnout. Um, and then fast forward to 2022, now 40% are at high risk and then 37% medium risk. I think that's even still a big deal. Um, But get this here, uh, basically now, uh, as of 2022, 69% are at high risk of considering quitting uh, ministry. So that one I think is a a really big deal. Um, So uh, that's kind of that number, that 69% is scary. Yeah, I mean, 60, and, and that's not even like the ones that are like kind of, they, they might consider like these are people that have actually considered it, yeah. it seems like. So it's, yeah, yeah that number kind of, it seems like it keeps growing. Now, this study is from 2022, uh, yeah. so it's at least, uh, you know, 13 months old, I guess, at this point now. Um, but yeah. I think that these numbers, they don't really see a sign of, uh, they don't show signs of really changing, perhaps coming more out of the pandemic and maybe seeing some bounce back to regularity. Yep. They have improved, it seems like, but yeah. Uh, there's no question that like kind of addressing these things and taking mental health seriously is you know more important. We need to be aware of it, I guess. So of course. I was yeah. I was really kind of shocked uh, about some of that. Like to some of the numbers when we unpack it a little bit further, and maybe you have that right in front of you there, Ian. You can give us the exact numbers, but I think I saw in there that like under 45 pastors under 45 were more likely to be at high risk than those that are over 45. Was that right? Yeah, and that was interesting to me too. You're exactly right. 50% uh, are at high risk that are under the age of 45. Yeah. And what was it for over? Over 36%. So that's a pretty significant uh, jump. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah. so they did a whole breakdown. Like women are more at higher risk than men of burning out. And they did a a whole breakdown of this. And we'll put a link in the notes here where you can see all the stats and the numbers from BARDA themselves. But, um, you know, it's just something that uh, I... As someone who has pastored for the vast majority of my adult life, yeah. um, I I never pastored uh, a church in the 
uh, pandemic or post-pandemic season. Right. Uh, so I can't right. relate there. But I do know that it is a you know one of the most high-stress jobs that you can have. Uh, there's so many challenges that come with it and interpersonal issues that we have to work out. Yep. And so yeah, I just really feel for um, our audience. I know most of our audience are pastors, or at least we're yeah. church leaders. Everybody, I, I feel for you if you're watching this and you're not involved yeah. in leadership at a church. For some reason, you... Uh, like to listen to these kinds of things, but chances are yeah. our audience here is involved in a church in some level. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just something that I think is something we have to be aware of, uh, take seriously. And so to that end, we wanted to talk through some ideas. Um, so yeah. the first thing uh, and what we would encourage people to is to not uh, be resistant towards pastoral counseling. Yeah. Um, I know just as people that often are the ones that provide some kind of biblical counseling, or I don't know if we're, you know, you don't usually use the word counseling in my uh, circles, but uh, yeah. when we do provide pastoral care or pastoral coaching, it's sometimes hard for us to receive that and right. say, hey, that I'd be open to it. And perhaps I even need some kind of counseling, professional right. counseling in my life. But I, uh, in everything that I'm seeing, everything that I read, it seems that that is something that you cannot shy away from. Uh, I know at the church that I uh, am involved at now, lots of our pastoral staff, it's almost like mandatory that they encourage everybody on pastoral staff to get regular counseling uh, to help them talk through some of these kinds of things yeah. in their own lives. So yeah, I think that something that for a long time has been, uh, we've shied away from it, but yeah. it's something we need to really look towards and embrace now. Yeah, and I think that's uh, yeah, well said, Thomas, and and also just I think it's it, this pastoral counseling's overlooked for pastors because yeah. they're the ones giving that, like you said, and and they're the ones expected to give that. So I, I think it's kind of hard for uh, it's a tough pill for maybe a lot of pastors to swallow to say, hey, I I need to get counseling myself, and but uh, but like we just said at the beginning of this, once the problem is identified, which these stats definitely identify the problem, and once it's been identified with the individual pastor. That this is, I guess, the first step we would we would say to consider and not overlook for sure. So yeah, but uh, next one is establishing support networks. I mean, I, mm -hmm. first thing that comes to mind is, and again, you know, you and I both have, but me particularly here at Reach Right, uh, being on the front line, so to speak, connecting with pastors day in and day out. I've seen for years that a lot of pastors they're they're a one man gang, if you will. Now, of course, they have other leaders in the church, they have their wives, they have, you know, families and they have, but often they're, they're kind of, uh, you know, they're all, um, alone, you know, in, in, uh, when I say all alone, not all alone, but they're, they're operating it to a large degree alone. They are the leader of the church and they need a support network of, as well. And this could be other pastors that are, uh, yeah. you know, at a sim similar churches locally in your area or regionally, um, but having some sort of a, a support network, maybe it's mentors, all of those things can really, um, you, you, when you have someone to bounce similar issues off of that, you know, other pastors that are dealing with similar things, challenges, it's going to yeah. really only encourage pastors further, I think. So, yeah. yeah I, it's, it's so hard, like, cause it's, you're in this place where, um, you obviously want to have healthy, life-giving relationships with people that are within your church, but there is a limit to how far you can take those kinds right. of relationships. And they have to, by their very nature, be somewhat one-sided. 
um, because it's it's a pastor. While we encourage authenticity and yeah. being open about struggles and things that we have, there is obviously just things that you cannot get into full detail with with every single member of your church or even any member of your church yeah. because it changes the dynamic of things. It's just not something you can go towards. So I think what um, what a lot of pastors struggle with is just that having this place where they can be totally candid and, and yeah. do that. And I think you're right. Like having a network of other pastors is always a great idea. Yep. Um, I think even above that, uh, having a network of people that maybe even aren't pastors, but not maybe in your community. Maybe um, I know there's lots of online support groups and things yep. that have grown. Uh, if it's a specific issue you're needing care over, you can always find support groups for those. Uh, but just uh, having people you can relate with, I think a lot of times just even old friends, people that um, maybe you went to college with some people that might not be in ministry and uh, you need to find some kind of way to connect with them again, rekindling some of that can be a really good foundation for that kind yeah. of support there. So yeah, good stuff. That is good. Awesome. Next one, uh, prioritizing self-care. That's something else that pastors need to really take seriously. Um, I think things like the, the thing that comes to mind for me with this is Sabbath. Um, yeah. I know that um, this is something that was revolutionary for me in my ministry, uh, is that I was a, uh, a serial Sabbath breaker uh, yeah. when I was in ministry. <laughs> I kind of reasoned it away and said, well, my whole life is a Sabbath and I get to spend time with the Lord, but it's, it's not the case. Uh, yeah. And so really uh, prioritizing self-care, having a true Sabbath established in your life where you, do, you don't do work. You don't yeah. do things that don't bring you joy in your life. And, right. Uh, having a day a week where you get to really spend that time doing those things. Yeah. Um, and I, I know for a lot of us, I know what I did for years was my Sabbath was the day that I, I had a day off from work, but it was yeah. the day that I did all the other stuff I had to do in my life. Right, so it was right. the day yeah. I would mow lawns and, and, and uh, I would uh, <laughs> and do projects really I had to do and yeah. sit and go to soccer games and all the stuff yeah. that I had to had to do. Uh, yep. So, um, you know, really finding ways to take that back. And I'll be the first to admit, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. organize your life and prioritize and get everything else done. You have to work really hard the other six days in order yeah. to have a day that you just spend time resting and eating the foods yeah. you want and spending time with your family and kids yeah. and those kinds of people. So anyway, that's where I think start self-care should start for most pastors. Well, it's funny you say that. One thing that came to mind was, you know, I know that Monday is often that day off for a lot of pastors, probably most of the pastors that I yeah. speak to. And I'm surprised how many of them I speak to on a Monday. And I'm almost like, you shouldn't be talking to me. You know, hey, take that time off. And I do say that sometimes just, you know, in, in love just to say, hey, if we need to reschedule, you know, let me know because... Yeah, I, I know, I know that, you know, you need that Sabbath rest and, and I yeah. know you were, I knew you were going to mention that one, Thomas. I know that's a big one for you. I want to mention one more too. I think exercise and uh, oh, yeah. regular exercise rest. And I'm not just saying that cause I like to work out and all that, but I will say personally as someone who's been, hasn't pastored full time per se, per se, but I have pastored, been active in ministry, but not only that with what we do here at reach, right, working hard, have a family, all of that exercise has always been a great stress relief. And of course it comes from the Lord, the, your rest and your peace and all of that. But I don't like that, you know, a lot of pastors have been known for being very overweight, out of shape people, you know, for yeah. years. I mean, you, in, this sounds funny, but in the Bible belt, you always think of the, you know, potlucks, you know, and, and just how <laughs> that's potlucks and going to lunch, uh, taking people out to lunch and eating a lot. 
look, that's fine. I love my food too. Eat, pastor, you deserve it. But get exercise. It's good for you. It relieves stress. It's good for your body and it does affect your overall mental health. So I that's think it. that's a, a lot a big of tubby deal. temples out there, right, Ian? That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's a funny word for it, but yes. So yeah, that's it. So, well, next one is work-life balance. I like this one here because, um, tubby temples, I'm still laughing about that. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> so, um, this one, you know, a little bit like the Sabbath here. I mean, I've talked to a lot of pastors that just, they don't even get a break. They're working into the hours. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to hospital visits late at night. They're not saying there's not a time for that. And there are emergencies and crisis, but don't be that one man gang set boundaries. Um, you know, set time frames where just like anyone else, you're working and not working. Also delegate things to other leaders. And the reason I'm saying this with work life balance is first get that set. And then of course, you know, making sure that you're, um, that you're still, you're doing life with your family. You're not neglecting your, your wife, your kids, you know, and just making sure that you're balancing the work you're doing plus the other social and extracurricular activities. So it's very important yeah. for mental health. Yeah. So I, I think like, I'm not going to tell pastors anything they don't know when I say this here, right. but I just want to say it as a way of a reminder that, your church and your ministry is the, at, at, in most cases, the fourth most important thing in your life. Uh, so your first most important thing is your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. After that, if you're married, it's your spouse. Mm -hmm. After that, if you have kids, it's your kids. And then at best, your ministry is in the fourth position. It's great. Uh, yeah. But I know for myself, there have been times where it has been number one. Um, that it takes the place of Jesus, my spouse, and my kids, yeah. and it has it has full priority, and it's something that I have to. Well, I think I think any pastor that's doing an honest assessment of their lives, they can honestly say that that has been something that they felt that they um, you know it, it eat, breathe, and sleep their ministry. They wake up like they literally sleep it. You wake up and you have nightmares about ministry and conversations you have to have, but you don't want to have. And it's just something that is all consuming that way. So yeah. um, this is a sign that maybe your work-life balance is off if that's something yeah. that you struggle with. So it's something that I think it's good to take regular assessments. Am I in that order? Am I Jesus, wife, and or spouse, uh, yeah. kids, and then and then my ministry? Is that the fourth no. position for me? So No, well yeah. said. I mean, even if, like you said, it's telling pastors something they already know, that doesn't mean we don't need to be reminded of that, right? So, and, and assess that and see if that needs to be reset. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, next one, you kind of got into what I was thinking on this, but it was just setting yeah. up healthy boundaries. Um, and this can be, you know, a, a lot of the things we've been talking about, you know, making sure you have those timelines where you're saying I have, you know, a proper time for Sabbath. Uh, yeah. But I think healthy boundaries around what I will and won't eat, what I will and won't uh, do for exercise, commitments to my own self-development. I know one thing for me is just doing regular walks and listening to yeah. audiobooks and and having that kind of boundary and margin in my life that I I have the time to do that every single day to be able to continue to grow um, as a person as well as yeah. just getting exercise and doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think, yeah, having, take some time to really draw out. And I think here's the thing about boundaries is if they're just kind of things that you think would be good ideas, you haven't actually made boundaries. Like if yeah. you've said like, hey, I'm not going to, um, I don't want to go out on weeknights anymore uh, when and miss family dinner. Like, let's say that's a that's a good healthy boundary. Yeah. Or maybe you say I'm only going to miss one per week, one family dinner. You have a boundary yeah. around that. But yep. unless you like actually 
write it down and tell somebody and unless you it, tell yeah. your wife you know that hey i'm only going to miss just tuesdays that's the only yeah. night i'm not going to be at home every other night i'm going to be here whatever that boundary is going to yeah. be you have to write it down for yourself so you know and commit to it and tell people in your life that this is your boundary and yep. have them hold you accountable to it so accountability that's, that's I, I like that you touched on that yeah that's that's uh that's good. So next one is sabbaticals for pastors. And what I, I like uh, about this one here is that it's important to remind people that a sabbatical is not a vacation necessarily. It's actually, it's taking time off to pause for ministry, rest, recharge, uh, even get closer with the Lord uh, with your spiritual connection. Now, sure, could it be done in a nice place and kind of vacation like? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but but I think that's it's important to understand what it is first and and uh, and yeah. So I think that's huge. Um, you know, to for pastors to be able to step away, trust other leadership at their church. You know, undial and 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 you come back stronger and more effective for your ministry too. So, yeah. I think a sabbatical is, I, I never took one uh, in my years in yeah. ministry. I, I think it's just because I was, uh, I moved around, yeah. um, you know, I, I was in one church for six years was the longest I was in one place. And I was mm. very ready for a sabbatical there, but uh, the Lord moved us on uh, and mm. out of state right at that same time there. So um, I think that there's lots to a sabbatical. I think one of the things you were talking about, you said it well, Ian, is trusting your leaders to run the show. This is what yeah. what scared me as a pastor, uh, to be really frank about it. It's like, I would have loved to take a sabbatical, but like I was terrified of what I would come back to. And this is, this is not a reflection of anybody else. Everything would have been fine. It's a reflection of me and my own... Yeah. Uh, probably my own pride and some of the things that are there that I feel like I need to be the one that does everything and I can't really trust. And if I did have issues there, that's again, a reflection of me as a leader, not yeah. being able to raise up people that I think are uh, able to do the things that need to be done to run a church there. So it's something that I think that is uh, is scary, I think, but uh, I think that every five years or so is an appropriate increment that you should consider taking a sizable you know, six week sabbatical, something to that effect, take some time off in the summer and really just seek the Lord and a refreshment in that area. So yeah, good yeah, stuff. That's good. Yeah. Next one is involve spouses and families. Um, this is something yeah. that for our own mental health, uh, this, it should be so obvious. It's something that every pastor worth his salt is counseling his church to do. The people in his church is to, you know, be spending time with your wife, with your kids, involving them, living your life, getting joy from those things that are designed to bring joy to our lives. Uh, but yet we have a hard time taking that for ourselves. But just uh, taking a step back and really prioritizing again, getting that priority chain right of spouse and kids, getting those things at the second and third position in your life, I think it's really important. Yeah, that's good. No, that's good. And we kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier with some of the other points, but uh, cannot neglect the family and let your family slip away, so to speak. So uh, in the midst of all of that, and keeps you healthy. So next one's financial wellness. This is a big one. Too. So, um, you know, if a pastor's worried about financial stuff, that's obviously going to cause stress and yep. some issues. So, you know, are you as as a church, you know, looking after their well-being with that? So whether or not it's uh, financial counseling and um, other initiatives, um, you know, uh, bu budget uh uh, not budget necessarily, but um, um, workshops, if you will. What what programs are out there 
to ensure that your pastor is doing well financially and just has a healthy outlook of outlook of that. Uh, we've we've talked about this on podcasts uh, prior, just that you know whether or not you know pastors are paid enough, but just that, yeah. how that is a financial stress um, for a lot of pastors these days. They're doing a lot of work for you know. Uh, earning less than a lot of other uh, vocations and trades. So that's yeah. something definitely to, to bear in mind. So I have no way to, to prove this. I'm not a data scientist or right. that, but yeah. the, the Barna study, it did not surprise me to see that the younger you are, the more likely right. you were at a burnout risk, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the under 45 crowd like me, and then the over yeah. 45 crowd like you. Well, um, at 45, I, thank you. But yes, not under 45 passed. crowd like you. Yes. Uh, so like that there's a there's a dramatic difference that my generation yeah. is much more likely to quit. Your older generation is much more stable. No, but here's of you listening in a few months. He's going to be right where I'm at. So there you go. So. <laughs> That that being said, um, the uh, the issue, and when I think about this, it does not surprise me. I think a lot of it comes down to the financial realities for younger people that exist yeah. right now. Not to say that it's easy for people that are over forty five. I think there's all kinds of financial challenges out there, but I just um, I talk to pastors all over the world, um, primarily the United States, and right. when I talk to young pastors in big city environments. Um, so I, I'm in Honolulu. Um, so one of uh, it's the most expensive state in Hawaii in the country. <laughs> right. uh, and Honolulu itself is astronomically expensive. The average three bedroom, two bath house in my community is over a million dollars. And so it's yeah. just it's all kinds of exp and then on top of that, our expenses are just through the roof because everything gets shipped here. Yep. I, that being said, like our salaries for pastors are basically, you know, the same as they are in rural areas. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. it's just it's. It's really financially daunting, I think, for especially people that didn't get established uh, right. in buying a house a family, and doing those kinds got, of things. They got, family, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's future hard to look yeah. out. So yeah. all that to be, all that being said, we did a whole episode uh, where we talked about um, reasons why your pastor is probably underpaid. Yeah, uh, and we got tons of pushback, mostly by people that aren't pastors and uh, aren't involved in church leadership. <laughs> right, uh, right. That they they said, well, pastors shouldn't be paid at all, and yeah. all kinds of silly things that were being yeah. said there. Uh, but yeah. um, I found that it was, it, I think that might be helpful to you. Like you're probably, yeah. chances are you're probably underpaying your pastor. I'm someone that as I coach churches, uh, I see this as a chronic challenge within churches is yeah. that pastors, I know it's, we're very cautious of kind of that, that mega church uh, or like the televangelist reputation. We don't right. want our pastor to be like, feel like that or anything uh, and there is all kinds of things that as pastors we need to do to be good stewards of the little resources that we yep. have. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I see the problem 90 some percent of the time at least is that pastors are getting paid too little from their churches. Uh, and I'm always an advocate that you should be paying your staff more with that. So uh, yep. check out that other episode if you want to dig in deeper on that topic. But yep. uh, financial wellness is a huge source of... Uh, source of pastoral discontent and some of the stresses that pastor feel there. So anyway, Big time. Uh, yeah. let's end with this. Um, last tip, I guess, if it were, is that a great way to combat some of the mental health challenges is just to celebrate achievements. Yeah. Um, I want, I, I want you to know if you're a pastor or if you're someone who uh, is on a church staff somewhere that chances are your pastor, like they, they probably get a lot of this light encouragement 
Like, yeah. um, you know, where people will come up to them and say, oh, great message today and that kind of stuff. And that feels good. Keep doing that. Don't stop that. But I feel like that there's, there's a, we, we lack that. Like, I know yeah. that every company out there, uh, they have, um, you know, things like uh, they do some kind of award system and things to celebrate right. their staff and employee of the month. And they do that kind of stuff. And uh, nobody's getting into ministry so that they can have employee of the month awards. <laughs> I get that kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't want the special parking space because that's, mm. that's not why they do it. Um, but maybe a I think gift card the, or something or a bonus. Sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, it's again, back to the financial wellness. Yeah. But, right, 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 uh, right. I just think that celebrating, uh, celebrating pastors is something that is un, is not done enough. I know we have a yeah. whole month dedicated to it. I know a lot of churches under celebrate in that month as well, too. They don't do yeah. much to honor their pastors. Uh, plug for that. We actually have a video about that too. We have some yeah. really great ideas on how you can celebrate pastor appreciation month. We'll link to that, uh, in the description here as well. But, um, yeah, just, just think through that. I think pastors are not, uh, celebrated enough. And I don't yeah. mean just on Sunday mornings, cause that can be too repetitive, but just yeah. on a personal level, uh, write yeah. them letters talking about specifics of why right. what they're doing is mattering and why they've been encouragement to you. Yeah. Uh, and when they make big achievements, when they hit big milestones, if they've right. been there for 10 years or 20 years, throw a party, celebrate yeah. those kinds of things. That's a big deal. And I think pastors should be honored in that way. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, pastors d deserve it. It's a tough job. It's a stressful job. You're dealing with people issues. You're dealing yep. with spiritual things on top of that. So, uh, and all of the things that come with this spiritual battle that we're all in. So yeah, good. Well said there, Thomas, celebrate your pastor's achievements, you know, commend them. Uh, they're not just there as the big, strong leader of your church that uh, is so godly that they don't need to hear anything positive about what they're doing. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a good reminder. Well, good stuff. If you guys have any ideas of things that you've seen help your pastors, or maybe you're a pastor and you want to, you found something that has really helped you kind of get over some of those mental health humps. We'd love to hear about those. So yep. drop a note down in the description there. Uh, that would mean a lot to us. It helps the algorithm pick this up. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Uh, thanks guys for being a part of the Retrite family and we'll see you next time. See ya.